Welcome to the Love You More podcast. I am your host, Jennifer McDaniel, and today we are talking about gratitude. I wanted to talk about this today because I found myself feeling resistance, I think, to hearing people say things such as, I should be grateful, um, but I can find, I can be grateful in this moment when maybe someone had just found out that they had a pretty hard diagnosis of health. And very quickly they said, but I can be grateful because they found this early or finding something about it. And, but everything else about that person's language and the way that they were expressing themselves felt such as maybe they were saying that as a way to protect themselves from the pain and the hurt that they were really feeling. And then I also heard another example of this with a woman describing she had just recently gotten into a really bad accident and she had broken her arm and she said, but I should be grateful it wasn't much worse. And and all of those things are true. All of those things are true. But when they said those things, it just made me feel like there was something within those words that weren't allowing them to feel what they were really feeling. And so they quickly moved to, but this is the way I should feel, right? And so I just wanted to spend some time on that. And so today's podcast, we're going to look at what is the definition of gratitude? What are the benefits to our health? Because man, there are some. And you you and I both have, we all have, people in our lives who just seem to have such a positive outlook on life. And they really are just grateful human beings. And I, I think some people just naturally are like that. And I, and we're all really, we all really want that, right? We all enjoy pe- being around people like that. Um, as long as there's a balance, right? As long as those people also can share when, you know, maybe life isn't going so great and they're willing to be vulnerable and open. Uh, there, there needs to be a balance because that's just human humanity. So I do think gratefulness comes easier for some people. Just this morning, man, I I struggle. I had a, parent, a struggling parenting moment because my middle son, who just has a lot of pain, he just he expresses a lot of pain, and I I sometimes I know that when he goes into that mode, that I need to let him express it. But sometimes it gets me so much that I just I come back at him. So just to briefly tell the story, he was upset because he felt like. He he and his brother have birthdays that are back to back. Like his is November 27th and his younger brother's is November 26th. And so it's real easy to get into comparison trap of what did one person get for their birthday compared to someone else. And he was um, complaining because he said, I didn't really get anything cool. My friends didn't get me anything, which is true. His friends didn't get him anything. But to be fair, we also tried to get his friend a birthday gift and lost it. So we didn't get his friend anything either. (laughs) But um, so he's going on and on about how he was basically just, you know, just slighted. I mean, poor me, woe is me. And I just was like, okay, all right, kind of letting him have it, letting him go for it. And then finally, I just like literally cracked. And I was like, you want that for your birthday? All right, I already got it for you for Christmas. And I ran downstairs and I got it and I like slammed it in front of him. Here, here's your thing you wanted. (laughs) I got so 
angry and I just like burst and I'm like, shit, there it is. I just kind of reinforced his woe is me. (laughs) But I wanted him to be grateful. I wanted him to see that, wow, you had people who celebrated you. You had people who gave you things. Yes, it might not have been exactly what you wanted, but they still took the time to think, what does this child want? And can I get him something? And they went to the store and they used their own money and they bought him something. And I was just trying to get him to see that. So we want to be around grateful people. We want people to be able to see the gratefulness that they have in our lives. I want to see what I have in my own life and I want to wake up that way. And it is a practice. I will say that. But I also, what I want to get into today are some forms of gratitude that I think really, I'm going to call it gratitude gone wrong. I want to bring those up because I do think this gratitude can be a real slippery slope into something that's so beautiful and important into something that we use and we force upon ourselves or we force upon others like I was trying to force upon my middle son. Oh my gosh, I swear. Can you all hear the lawnmowers? There is always a blower or a lawnmower going around in my neighborhood, it feels like. Never my house, unfortunately. (laughs) I should be grateful. (laughs) Okay. All right. So let's, um, you know, I I was talking to my son last night, my oldest son, about we, he likes to say prayers at night and he was like, let's, let's run through our list of our grateful stuff, mom. And I was like, you know, I'm wondering if we should call that our thankful list because thankful feels a little bit like I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. It's kind of like this list that you run through and it feels fairly like transactional, right? So like if someone opens the door, you say, thank you. It feels like when we go over our our prayers, and maybe I don't necessarily need to make this huge distinction, but there really is a bit of a distinction between thankful for something and what I might call deep gratitude. So, or gratitude, and let's look at the definition of gratitude. So this is by the American Psychological Association, defines gratitude, defines this phenomenon as a sense of happiness and thankfulness in response to a fortunate happenstance or tangible gift. I don't know. That definition doesn't really like do it for me. Uh, here's another one. Gratitude is both a state and a trait. Okay. Better explained. Thank you. One can experience gratitude for something or, or for someone or something at a certain moment in time and someone experience gratitude more long-term as a positive character trait. I don't, definitions sometimes just really make it more complicated than I think it is. I like to think about gratitude as when I feel deeply moved by something that conjures up this feeling of, yeah, like deep thankfulness, deep gratitude, right? It's kind of hard not to use the word to describe the, just to describe the word. Um, also I like to think about gratitude as, you know, when, when, when Jack and I run through this list of prayers at night or things that we're thankful for after he leaves, I'm not necessarily thinking about all the list of the things that I just went through, but I do have a sense of gratitude for this child who wants to connect with me before we all both go to sleep. So that's the difference, right? Thankfulness is kind of running through the things. Thankful for my health. Thank you for my dogs. Thank you for my cats. You know, all the things. Thankful for, you know, all the things that we do. And then, or like what you might do before you eat a meal. 
But gratitude is that feeling that I get when I look at him and I get this sense in my heart, like my heart space, my heart center, my that area of my body feels like gratitude. Um, another example of gratitude, I over Thanksgiving, I kind of had some some hard moments with things. And um, the next day after a hard moment was something, I went for a run with my friend and she was so, she was such a good listener and she reflected back positive things that she saw and how I handled something. And I just, I got in the car and drove home after our run and I just felt so much gratitude for her. And so that emotion lingers, right? And I think that's another component of gratitude is that it stays with you. You see it and it just changes your chemistry. It leaves you feeling more positive, more hopeful, more maybe even you could even still be sad and grateful, right? You could be crying and be so grateful for someone and so, or something that just touched your life. So it's deeply personal. It moves you. It stays with you. That's how I like to think about gratitude. And I'm sorry I gave you those definitions because I don't know. I didn't really feel like they helped. <laughs> you can imagine that there's health benefits of gratitude. And of course, it's been studied in the research. And it's been shown that people who express more gratitude, who just feel like they have more gratitude traits within themselves as a person, have improved social well-being, emotional well-being, psychological well-being. And it's a great predictor of desirable life outcomes. It also seems to have this domino effect because when you are so grateful for something and I shared it with my friend, and that's another piece that I think is so important, what we'll get to maybe at the end is like gratitude practices. And part of, I think, a good gratitude practice is that if it does involve someone that you let those those people know because then then the movement just continues, right? The goodness just continues to grow. So let's just take a minute and look at what I call gratitude gone wrong. And I have six examples of this. I am guilty of them. Not all of them, but some of them. The first one is one that I actually really try not to do on social media is where I think we see this one the most, where you might have people that constantly show the rosy sides of their lives with the hashtags of gratitude. But maybe you know that that's not really all the things. And so, and and I, you know, you all, if you all follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm pretty open with things on social media. And I do that for a very important reason because I just feel called to kind of level the playing field of what's out there and to show hopefully just real life, you know? And of course, there's some things that we don't show on social media for protection of others. And that's very important. But when it comes to me, I'm kind of an open book and I'm comfortable with that. But I, I also do that because I, I do want to show the things that I'm so grateful for, but I also want to show the learning experiences that might be hard and messy and embarrassing 
you know, but like, so, so say you see someone who's just always like, my life is so great. My kids and we all wear the same perfect clothing and we don't have any messes. And I'm so grateful for this perfect husband that I married to. But then like you hear them in a social group and they're complaining about their husband, you know, that just doesn't feel super authentic. So I call that one-sided social media gratitude. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, and sometimes you see that and maybe for a minute you get, you feel a tinge of envy. And so just to kind of keep in mind, we don't see all the things on social media, right? We just see what people are willing and wanting to show us. Um, the second one is called You Should Be gratitude. This is what I did to my son this morning. You should be grateful. (laughs) You should be grateful that your friends even came to your birthday party. You should be grateful that you got something, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. (laughs) And so that just doesn't work. Well, I mean, and first and foremost, it has a stupid word should in there. And my beautiful friend whose podcast likely came before this Becky Vollmer from You Are Not Stuck describes shoulds as indigestion, right? It's like the more you should yourself, the more you just feel this rising up of yuckiness that you should just belch out and get rid of. So anyway, um, I, yeah, I think trying to tell someone that they should be grateful is really gratitude gone wrong. Hashtag guilty. (laughs) All right. um, Third one, keeping myself stuck gratitude. So like this is like using gratitude as justification to not really do anything about what's going on for yourself. Um, Maybe you're in a really challenging relationship and you say something like, well, I mean, he treats me horribly, but I mean, at least I have somebody. Okay, well, yeah. But maybe if you said... He treats me poorly and yes, I'm grateful to have a relationship, but maybe I deserve a relationship that's better. Probably need to get that line in there, right? So, or kind of the example that I used in the beginning. Yeah, I got this really horrible diagnosis, but you know, at least they caught it early. So I don't know. I mean, that one might not necessarily. I think that one keeps you, that particular example would keep someone stuck by not feeling their feelings, I think, is how I would say that that one keeps you stuck. So that was, yeah. Are you keeping yourself stuck by using gratitude as a quick response to try to maybe not feel your feelings or to feel like you don't have permission to do something or maybe giving you a reason to do not do something because you're scared. Um, I can't feel this gratitude, escaping uncomfortable emotions. Honestly, I guess that's kind of the same thing. Really, it's like if I'm, you know, it's sort of like, When something really hard happens, we use that really quickly just so we don't have to feel those feelings. All right, I'm going to lump those two together. That's kind of the same thing. Sorry, I wasted a minute of your day. (laughs) I don't know what to say, gratitude. Um, Pushing positivity on other people, especially when you don't know what to say. 
So a good example of that would be if someone, you know, really important person in their life passed away, um, you might just say, well, they're in a better, well, you wouldn't say it like that, but they're in a better place now. At least they're not suffering anymore. I mean, those are, those are potentially very true statements, but it also doesn't really acknowledge the complete level of grief that that person might be going through. So I once heard that something better to say instead of trying to sort of push positivity or gratitude on someone when they're going through a really terrible, hard, challenging time in life is to say something like, we're not going to let you go through this alone. Um, Or maybe just saying what's true is, you know, you don't deserve this. I'm sorry, but you're not going to go through this alone. I will be here for you. Maybe that's better than, well, I know it's better than positive, pushing positivity. And then the last one is sort of what we call discrediting gratitude. I'm pretty good at this one, I think. It's when you earn something. You know, you earn something and someone gives you positive feedback and you sort of dismiss it, right? Instead of just saying, yeah, thank you. I am really grateful that I got this job. I worked really hard for it. Um, but maybe you're using gratefulness as sort of like not owning like the fact that you did do all of this work. So you might just say someone compliments you on getting this brand new job and said, I'm so grateful that the boss hired me, or I'm so grateful that they thought I'd be a good candidate. You would just say, yeah, I got the job. I worked really hard for that. That's so hard. That's really hard for me to do too. Like I just want to give either the the credit away to someone else or I want to just, oh, express all the gratitude. I mean, even just the other day, I got an invitation to a New Year's Eve party and I, I sent a note to the lady. I'm so grateful for the invitation. And she sent back, of course, like you don't have to be grateful. Like I want you there. You know, that was me just trying to be either a people pleaser or, you know, just not owning the fact that, yeah, I'm a good friend. Why wouldn't I get invited to a New Year's Eve birth, a New Year's Eve party? It's hard. That's a hard one. It's a hard one for me. So, all right. We've talked about, we've, we went over some not good definitions of gratitude. <laughs> we talked about what I think gratitude feels like. We discussed gratitude gone wrong. And now I just wanted to share a few things that I thought about how we feel, how we can practice gratitude in in maybe a more genuine way. So I'd like to start off with sometimes we think about gratitude being something big, like we went on this trip and I'm so grateful for this trip. But really, we can find gratitude in our everyday lives with the smaller, less like in your face moments. And so some people might do little rituals that allow us to savor things that give us space to feel grateful in. Um, I know my morning rituals that I have where I have my coffee and I'm just, I, when I pour that coffee and I smell that coffee and I taste that coffee, there is gratitude that comes up. And it doesn't just, it's not just for the coffee, like something else usually happens When I have a savoring ritual, I might think how grateful I am for the sweet dog right next to me who's just bringing our family joy. I might 
be grateful for just the time of the morning and these, you know, slower winter mornings that feel really nice. If I bring a cup of hot tea outside and I'm seeing like the sunset as I'm just scooping up poop in the backyard, (laughs) that's a moment of like a little savoring ritual with myself and my dog where we go out in the backyard and I just can see the sunrise and the sunset pretty much every day, even though it's not like, you know, I have to see it through a thousand trees and some fences, but I am seeing it. I am acknowledging it. So thinking about can you create or maybe you already have savoring rituals in your day could also be eating. I mean, eating is a savoring ritual, which we have a moment of gratitude and deep appreciation for the ability to have food on the table multiple times in a day. So Anyway, uh, that is what I would like to call savoring rituals. Um, Some people do gratitude journals, and I think that those can be very positive, and the research does show that that's quite helpful. I have done that in the past, but I've gotten kind of rote at times about it where I literally just like write things down, but it's not really, you know, it's just kind of like, so to me, I like to do those lists when I am reflecting upon something. So like there was this job that I I think I'm getting in 2024. And there are a lot of people that helped me prepare for the job interviews. And I just sat there and I took a moment to think about all of the people who took a minute to give me some support in that process. And it was to be able to see the list just conjured up beautiful gratitude. So if you're going to create gratitude lists, I do think it helps to be to be specific, to really let it sit with you, and just to make sure that it's not just this process that you do every day that you know you should do and you do it, right? You should really um you should really look at me shooting on you. It's helpful when we we really think deeply about what we're grateful for and let it soak in. And then the last one is just, you know, there are times when I think gratitude often sneaks up on us. We don't really know that we're going to be grateful for something. Maybe, you know, I might be out on a run and I just see beautiful lights or an owl cross my path. Those are things that I wasn't expected to see, maybe. And then you just kind of sit there and you let yourself feel awe. And awe is a really cool experience. Um, experiences, awe is defined by experiences that we perceive to be vast and amazing. And sometimes those might involve someone else. And if so, like when I experienced, you know, that feeling of gratitude with my friend, I told her about it. I shared that. And so if you have these awe moments from either nature or maybe you have it from a friend, just passing it along and letting it soak in. I I love the thought about letting good things soak in because we're so quick at letting bad things soak in, but we can be sponges for good moments and we could be sponges for moments of gratitude. Let it, let the magic do its work. Don't, don't move on to the next thing real quickly. Just let gratitude, let that feeling of just be with you for a bit, maybe even share it. So that's my gratitude message. I'm thankful for you all listening 
And I'm deeply grateful when I might have a conversation with you all in person. Um, It's really lovely to like talk about things that we talk about on this podcast and pretty sure coming in the new year, which you might be listening to this new year and this might already even be out. But I think what we're going to do is we're going to have a little like a bi-monthly live video chat where if you listen to the podcast and you want to chat about it, uh, we'll be able to do that. So that would make my heart very grateful to see multiple faces on Zoom talking about ways that we can all love each other more. Thank you.